Hey Journal Tribe and welcome to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight brought to you by the Journal Deck where journal prompts meet oracle cards to bridge inspiration with action to help you live your best life full of self-care and personal growth coming at you late spring 2017. I'm your host and founder, Alyssa Cousins, and today we have Emily Castle. Emily is a mentor, masterclass, certified life, business, and leadership coach, brand stylist, sisterhood expert, and priestess for soulful and ambitious women on a mission. Emily helps guide ambitious women toward their greatest aliveness and success by embracing more freedom, flow, and fulfillment. Through a revolutionary approach to sustainable success that avoids burnout, stress, and stuckness. By connecting to their divine feminine power and sisterhood support while pursuing their heart-centered missions, Emily believes that women will truly save the world. And with that, I bring you the one and only Emily Castle. Welcome, Emily. Hi, love. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and chat about self-care today. Absolutely. So, okay, this is kind of off the cuff, but true story. Um, We used to live together, guys, (laughs) and it feels like another lifetime ago, but I can tell you all that she is the real deal. Uh, She truly practices what she preaches, and she is 100% unabashedly feminine in her approach to life and business. So, Truly, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to jump in. I knew you would. You know, when I think self-care, it's like, I think Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's such an amazing reflection. Thank you for that. Yes. (laughs) It was like, without a doubt, I'm like, okay, I have to interview Emily for the self-care spotlight. She has so much knowledge that she can teach other people and women and that this is just, she owns it. So I just 100% had to. So I have these couple of questions and I'm ready to just dive right in if you're ready. That okay? I'm ready. Okay. So first things first, uh, what does self-care mean to you? Mm. Such a good question. It's, I think, honestly, self-care to me, and it hasn't always meant this, but To me, I think self-care means really being in tune with myself and knowing myself deeply, Um, being in tune with like my cycles and rhythms and where I am hormonally and um, just knowing like where my body is, where my energy is, where my emotions are and being able to respond to that Um, because I think I used to think self-care was like working out or, you know, more of the external pieces of what we Mm -hmm. tend to see self-care is, or even like taking a bubble bath and sure, like that's great, but self-care is so much deeper than that. And for me, it really means filling up my cup first so that I can be of service and lead other people in a more powerful way. Self-care is like me really reconnecting to my power, tapping back in and filling up, almost like recharging so that I can give from a place of abundant overflow and surplus in my life um, and so that I can receive more of that into my life. So when I create abundant surplus of energy and abundance in my life, then I'm able to attract more of that in as well because it acts as a magnet, whatever I'm cultivating Mm -hmm. in my world. Um, And I think for me, self-care also means really 
honoring my desires and being connected to my vision. So with that, I mean, being willing to like take the leaps and the risks and to be fearlessly who I am and to do things in a different way. Um, like you said, I really am all about like divine feminine and essence. And that's not necessarily the way that most people are living. And so (laughs) it takes a lot of like deep knowing of myself and my purpose and my vision and where I'm moving toward so that I can live that mission fully and not be, not shrink, right? Like Mm -hmm. not, not be willing to go off path because it's more popular to do that, but to really stay grounded in my intention and my vision and my mission and who I serve and to embody that mission. Mm. So self-care also looks like really fully embodying and living my purpose and my mission on this earth. Mm. Um, And let's see, I think for me, I know that I am, doing self-care, I guess, or practicing Mm self-care, um, in the right ways when I feel truly these three ways, which are sexy, soulful, and successful. And that's, you know, sort of like part of my brand Mm -hmm. in my business, but it's because that's what I really truly believe that we all as women, if we're living in alignment and total flow, that's what we experience is that sexiness, feeling really good in our body, feeling confident. And it doesn't mean you have to have the perfect body. It just means you need to be able to appreciate and honor and respect your body for what she does for you every single day and love her as the goddess she is and the vessel she is for your soul to be on this planet and to do all the amazing things that you're able to do every day and to be of service in the way that you are. Mm -hmm. And to feel soulful, like you're really connecting more deeply that it's not just about the surface level stuff that you're really truly being guided and tapped into your intuition and you're surrendered and in receptivity instead of trying to push and control and force things Mm. in your life. And then successful is what happens as a result of those two things, but it's also the way it feels to feel, um, really, accomplished and like you're moving forward and in a space of growth instead of a space of like stagnancy or stuckness. Um, and so those are the things that really self care means to me and the way I interpret it, because it wasn't always that way for me. But now I realize that it's, all of those things and probably so much more. And we could probably have a conversation about this for hours. So I'm glad you're interviewing (laughs) other people (laughs) to get the full 360 lens. But, you know, this is such an important conversation because I think we each have our own expression of what our unique, like self-care formula looks like Mm -hmm. and what works for each of us to snap us back into alignment and help us feel the way we want to feel. For sure. And I, I love that you said, you know, for, right off the bat, you were like, for me, self-care is actually about just knowing myself and knowing my rhythms and like being in tune with that. Like that is self-care. Because again, people don't necessarily think of that as self-care. That's not what we think of. The brain doesn't go there. We mm-hmm. think, we, you know, how are you eating and are you working out? And those are all forms of self-care without a doubt. Um, but that being in tune with those rhythms, especially as a woman who naturally is literally, you know, in this flow state, um, you know, that that's where a woman really like totally shines, you know, compared to a more, um, quote unquote masculine energy, you know, gender aside, 
um, feminine and, and masculine energy, a, a woman really kind of cohabits. She just, she sits in that, um, that feminine essence, which is flowing. Mm-hmm. And that if you can be in flow with that state, that that is self-care. And really, if you know yourself and you know your rhythms, like you said, all of those other more external forms of self-care, like going to yoga and meditating and eating well, if you have... You know, you have to be in tune with the internal to be able to kind of reflect that on an external level to know what you need. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. It's like you use that that tuned inness <laughs> into your body, right? Like you can use that. That's the foundation of self care, and then all the external expressions of that just flow from that yes. spot. So, like, if I check in with my body, and I'm like, you know what? Um, I really, I'm feeling really low energy today. And what would really serve me is like a bubble bath and a nap. That's just as good as like going to a yoga class or going for a three mile run or whatever else, you know, it depends where we are and our body doesn't need the same things from us all the time Mm -hmm. to be at her peak state. And so I think the cool thing about being a woman and being in tune with your feminine essence and also your feminine like body is that our brain chemistry changes 25% over the course of every single month. So we literally, if we were to use the same exact way of doing self-care or practicing self-care every single day, it wouldn't serve us. It would be us pushing through and forcing ourselves to give ourselves something that we think cognitively is what we need. But if we were really to feel in, it wouldn't match up. And so I think that's what the real foundation of self-care for me is, is that knowing myself, knowing my body, knowing my rhythms and knowing what I need enough to be able to give myself that. And also to not beat myself up about the fact that it's not going to look the same every single day. Like, it's probably not of service to me or my body and it's probably not really truly caring for her if I go to yoga every single day, every every single week for a year. Like, it's probably just not what I need, right. you know? And I used to think that that's the way I was supposed to be good or that's how I would be doing enough for my body to be healthy. And now I realize that that's totally not the case and that I can trust myself to know what my body needs from me in each moment and what my spirit needs from me in each moment to be able to be fully expressed and fully alive and fully healthy. Um, Well, that actually completely transitioned us into that second question, (laughs) which was that how has the self-care evolved or changed for you? I feel like you basically answered it, but is there anything you would want to elaborate on and like how self-care for you, you know, if you could, you know, rewind a couple years ago before you took this, you know, journey that you're on now, um, how it's changed, evolved Mm -hmm. as you've matured and come more into yourself. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So I didn't really have this answered fully planned, but this is just what came up for me when you said that is I was transported back to like my college self where (laughs) I was probably in like the best shape of my life. Like, you know, and we're in college, so that's a totally different ball game, um, hormonally and, and developmentally and all of that. But so I was like working out all the time, I was eating in a way that I would now probably say is a bit 
disordered, not in a, not in an extreme way. Like I didn't have an eating, I wasn't diagnosed with an eating disorder, but I was so particular about whatever I would put into my body. I got so into nutrition and like knowing the right way to eat. And I was like extreme about it. Um, like I would be, I would like judge my friends at the lunch table Mm -hmm. in college for eating anything that wasn't a hundred percent like clean, healthy. Um, sometimes I was on like a vegan or vegetarian kick for a while there. Like it was, it was extreme. And so I think, yeah, like that difference and I would beat myself up about it. And then I'd go and binge on like desserts and then I'd make myself go to the gym for like two hours or something insane. Mm. And now that seems crazy because now I know self-care is definitely not that, but I see that happening still for women everywhere and it's coming up all the time. And then we, we, we aren't ever really truly connected to our body. We use all of those things as sort of a, a mask to hide behind whatever the real issues are. And so instead of diving deep into that, because that's more painful or can be scary, um, we then mask it with these like extreme behaviors. And whether that's a diagnosed thing or not, it doesn't matter. It's still an extreme and it's not in balance and it's not tuned in. And so I think that, and and granted too, at the time I want to say, I had people coming up to me being like, oh my God, you're so healthy. What are you doing? Tell me how you're doing it. Like, you know, that's, people wanted to know how I was doing it. Mm. So that's kind of sad to me now too, because, you know, I was, and it, it wasn't like, so extreme and so unhealthy because it was getting me right to but the looking point that I back to be now. but yeah yeah looking it back, wasn't I'm like oh there's there's such a better way right um to go about that so i really think i mean self care now is more about balance and like knowing where i am and and being able to like really tune in and tap in and then act from that place of deep alignment instead of from a place of like should or have to or punishing myself or beating myself up. It's never from that place. And in fact, if it is, it's not truly self-care because all of the responses and hormones (laughs) and things that come, that come out of that type of thought is actually counteracting any benefit to the actual activity that you're doing. So it's really not beneficial in any way to do it the old way. Um, And I realize that now. So that's, probably like the biggest difference but I remember in college like I would have office hours because I was like a a student government whatever and I this girl came to my office hours one time and was like you just are so healthy and like you're always eating so well like how do you do it and tell me what I should do and she was like really struggling you could tell um and I think in that moment, I like something in me kind of shifted a bit or at least started to um, because I realized like it maybe isn't so black and white and maybe this isn't the way that's the most actually healthy. Like the way right. I was perceiving health was much different than the way I perceive it now, which is really balanced. There's a great quote. I literally just got the pre-order for um, White Hot Truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Danielle Laporte, who I'm obsessed obsessed with, um, as Gosh, you know. I can't wait for that book. Yes. Yeah. So I've been reading um, the pre-order and I've been listening to it on the audio. And um, she, literally in chapter one, she says like this great quote. And she's talking about 
that she says self-help can be self-loathing. Mm-hmm. Are we trying to get better for bad reasons? Like, mm-hmm. is the self-care, quote-unquote self-care, actually rooted in a bad reason? Like, okay. I haven't... Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Or I don't like something about myself. That that isn't, like you said, that's not actually self-care. That might actually be self-hate or self-loathing. That that's self-destructive more than it is self-care or self-help. Mm-hmm. It's an yeah. enlightening chapter. And I think it's like an epidemic right now in this. Totally. Because self-help is such a hot topic right now. Obviously, mm-hmm. the journal deck, I mean, hello, is rooted, I believe, in self-care. <laughs> and it's in the self-help industry, which I am a part of that. I'm a yoga teacher. You know, I'm a part of that that industry. And I believe in it. But I also can see that ev- like everything, there's a shadow side and there's a, you know, if you, too much of anything can be bad. And I think when you take it to that level, you can get overwhelmed with it, number one. And number two, if it's rooted in the wrong reasons, you're starting from a, a poor foundation, which I think is what you were alluding to really, is why you were even practicing the self-care in college that you were doing and now you can look back older and wiser mm-hmm. you know and be like oh that yeah. wasn't what I thought it was right and I never would have thought at that point in time like if anyone would have been like oh you're acting this way because you don't truly love yourself I would have been like what like yeah. that is so not true that's the farthest thing from the truth I'm awesome I love myself whatever <laughs> you know like I I had this inflated thing so I think that is definitely true. And what you said, this is what just came up for me too, was like, it's not about what you do. It's about why you do it. And yes. the motivation behind anything is the real core of like what you're going to get out of it and why that's the only thing that matters. The why is literally the only thing that matters. And that is so naturally inspiring and motivating in itself when we're connected to that. And that's why my visioning practice is so important and connecting with my mission every day is so important because it keeps me aligned with my why. And it, I don't feel, I feel anchored instead of confused or lost or overwhelmed. For sure. Um, For sure. And yeah. And I see this come up in my clients a lot too, because they, think, you know, for some reason we've been sold this idea that like our human experience should be linear. And if it's not perfect, we're not doing it right. And that's just the farthest thing from the truth. Like if you don't want a life that has both ups and downs, then, you know, like don't be a human next time. Like, (laughs) you know, that's just the way it is. And I know you know that too. And and you've had experiences like that where it's been like, you know, really massive highs and really low lows. And I think that self-care truly is like, how do we find the joy and the lessons and excavate the wisdom from the lows so that we can move more fully into the highs and really stretch our capacity and range for how much we can feel and experience and hold in this life? Like how much can we really get out of it how much can we grow? How much can we learn? And ultimately, like, by the end of our lives, can we continue to create this constant upward range where it just keeps expanding and keeps expanding further on both ends of the spectrum so that we can really be with our full range of emotion 
And I know I definitely was not doing that at that time in my life. There was a lot of stuff that I was really blocking myself from really looking at and fully experiencing and dealing with because it was just too painful and I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really realize it was affecting me. And so if we can use those experiences and reflect on them and say, okay, well, you know, why was, what was this getting me? Why was this, how was this benefiting me? How was this serving me to act in this way? Even though I knew maybe it wasn't fully healthy in some way, it was covering something up or keeping me safe, right? Cause that's what our bodies and brains do. We think, you know, when we appraise these environmental stressors or things that feel unsafe, we want to become more safe. And so we try to control. And I know for me, control is like my easy button in any situation and I'm aware of it now and I always come back to especially in running my business and in living in a more feminine way connected to my feminine essence and really living in a state of flow and surrender and receptivity and ease it's not about control and it's about how the challenge is like how much control can I release because it's an illusion and at the same time how much responsibility for my own being and how I show up and how I act and respond to what life hands to me can I take like how much can I really be proud of the way that I show up and the things that I do and how I do them and the way that I'm embodying my mission versus um how much can I control and do and get done and push through and achieve and accomplish Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily feel aligned so yeah totally Mm. it's all about that why instead of the what so much in there this is like a gym this is already like a jam-packed like uh, this is jam-packed episode <laughs> love it so much juiciness okay so this is a fun question <clears throat> so just top of your head um without going you know crazy because i could literally probably do a whole book on this but describe okay. your ideal self-care day well i've actually been living this lately as I've like moved to this Yay. by the beach, which feels like, I mean, it really feels like my vision that I've had for my whole life is mm. now real. So that's exciting. Um, but my ideal self-care day looks like waking up with no alarm um, and having some tea sitting on my porch and like enjoying that and maybe journaling a bit or reading, um, pulling an oracle card. When I have my journal deck cards, that will be part of it. <laughs> Um, insert promo (laughs) (laughs) no but really I think you know it's gonna be great to have that thank you Um, and then going for a walk outside and really connecting to nature and grounding in whether that's on the beach which is now a five-minute drive from my house which I'm Mm. so excited about or just like out in like more of a wooded area but really feeling connected in that way um and I love listening to music and like really setting the tone for my day by choosing like a morning song. So I'll sometimes do that or like have a solo dance party, depending on where my energy is <laughs> love it. Um, and what I need. Um, I also, I mean, I love my yoga practice, but like I said, I've kind of had to learn that it's not something that I necessarily need or want or enjoy doing every single day. Um, so I allow myself to be flexible with that. And then what else? Massages I love. Um, My ideal self-care day would also look like some deep connection with loved ones, sisterhood, um, or and or my man, like really spending some quality time with him and being fully present throughout the whole day. 
and um, definitely also being dressed in like clothes that make me feel like a goddess that make me feel Mm. really really beautiful that feel like an external representation of my internal energy like how I want to show up yeah hi heels yes exactly and then I'd probably just like arrange some flowers for the rest of the day like that feels fun and then cook some nourishing meals and you know sit outside and have like a bonfire with friends and chat and drink some bubbly and go to bed early (laughs) perfect yes so perfect I love that I love that too that you know even that you mentioned you know what are you wearing it's something that you know we don't think about that in terms of what's my ideal best day you know we don't go to what am I wearing that's not like what we think of but it actually changes so much energetically right it's like you're putting on a costume for what role you how you want to show up that day yeah you know and I really I believe that about styling and what you wear and your external environment aesthetic is like the number one most important thing to me and if you know me which you do but for anyone listening to this if you know me you will see that um in my home and in my closet and in the way I like I love for I won't buy anything unless I really truly feel like it's beautiful right like it feels like me like an extension of me so yeah love that it's really important (laughs) I love that I just love that good point okay so what are three of your favorite self-care practices rituals or tips I know that you have to have like three top good ones Mm mm-hmm yeah, I was thinking about this too. I think one is like, I mean, I'm just going to use the the clothing thing. The aesthetic piece is like really setting the scene for how I want to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that is in my living environment and that means like fresh flowers all the time, like bringing life into my space, whether it means um, wearing something I feel beautiful in, whether it means taking a few extra moments to like put on some banging bright lipstick or something like (laughs) painting like setting the tone for the way I want to feel that day and and setting myself up to feel that way okay um, one is the first thing okay the second thing is my vision practice which is like my signature core I give this all the you know um credit for the success that I've created in my life thus far and probably anything in the future. So what I do is I have this like signature process that I teach my clients. And when we go through this process, what comes out of it is a really clear, specific vision for what they want every area of their life to look, feel like, um, look and feel like, and also, you know, who's there? How are they showing up? How does this impact the world? How does this impact their family? How does this impact? Like we really go 360 really deep and we work on this as like a co-collaborative thing and get this vision so, so clear and specific that it's like they can feel it. Like they can step into it and envision it and it's easy for them to do that. Like it's so specific that they can really envision themselves there doing it and living in that way. So how often do you do the vision practice for yourself? Every like six months or so, but sometimes it'll be a little bit more frequent depending on how quickly the results happen. So like Mm -hmm. if I feel like, oh, this vision, I've already 
pretty much everything in this vision is now my reality, then I'll update it. (laughs) Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it goes into everything around relationships, around finances, like how much money are you making? And I I swear, like, where are you living? What does it feel like? Like all of it is just so important to have the clarity around that. And most people just don't, we don't like, we don't make the space for that. We don't devote the time and energy to that because it is a process. It's not something you like sit down and do in five minutes. It's like a real practice. Um, I usually do it on like new year's day and then again, like halfway through the year. I love Um, that. So that's number two. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I listen to it every morning as like a recording, almost like a guided meditation so that I can reconnect with it. I've done that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I've done that like with a vision statement and had clients read it like, and then Mm -hmm. record it and listen to it like every morning for a month. Mm -hmm. And something about hearing your own voice say your dreams and your desires is so powerful. It is. And it it fires up your brain, too. It fires up your reticular activating system to bridge the gaps and look Mm -hmm. for the resources and the things that would bring it together. So it's not just like woo-woo crazy. It's really like it's neuroscience too. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Woo woo meets neuroscience. Mm-hmm. And it's all coming together. Like if you're reading the research yes. and keeping the pulse on things, it's all, it's all reinforcing each other. So it's good. Um, and then the third thing that was two, right? Yes. And then the third thing is sisterhood and really having, mm-hmm. um, And not just, like, friends who are women. I'm talking, like, real intentional sacred space carved out where you show up every single week with the intention to, like, give each woman the space that she needs to share and express and be seen and get off whatever, like, get off her chest whatever she needs to and ask for support in the way she needs to receive it and receive that support from the other women and really have, like, a committed, dedicated group of women who are showing up for themselves and you and who are working toward a common goal um, or who are moving in the same direction or walking the same journey in some way, shape, or form. And I feel like that is the number one, like, self-care practice because you're able to receive so much through that transmission and that transaction with other women um, that you just simply can't on your own. Like, we learn upstream and downstream from each other in a way that is, you know, unexplainable and we also have been designed to do that. We've been designed as women. We've been circling up. This is part of our like ancient makeup. It's part of our inherent wisdom that we've been disconnected from throughout time in the you know more recent history. And so this is a really important self-care practice for me and for all the women I work with because I run a lot of sisterhood programs and also do private coaching and things like that. And, um, it's an incredible transformation that happens when you are able to give and receive in circle like that. And it fills and inspires and lights you up like nothing else I've ever experienced or seen in my life. So that is the third thing. For yes. Sure. I would say, um, honestly, guys, I, I will say that Emily really did help me to see that sisterhood was as important as, as it is. Um, and she sort of introduced me to that idea of sisterhood in a in a way that I hadn't seen it before, even though I have three older sisters that are blood sisters. Um, she kind of opened my eyes to seeing it in a new way that was beyond just, you know, me having the same mother and father as my three older sisters. And 
that actually I can have deeper connections in some levels um, with other women who I'm not related to. And so thank you for that because it really (laughs) changed my perspective and brought me into that world of sisterhood and sister circles. And um, now it's like I used to be, I always say this, I was a guy's girl and I have to say I have more female friends now and Mm -hmm. that's shifted so again she practices what she preaches guys I'm just saying (laughs) just saying (laughs) thank you you're welcome so okay this is where we're going to this kind of starts the rapid fire almost but Mm -hmm. um this last question that I have before we get into the initial rapid fire is if you had to describe self-care in one word or feeling what would it be This is kind of a word that I've made up, but it's like a verb that I've made. I've made this word a verb, and it's not normally a verb. But I like to call self-care goddessing, like yes. goddess ing, like really connecting <laughs> with my divinity and like treating myself that way. Whether it's like the way I talk to myself, or the way I allow myself to be in flow, or um, you know treating dressing like a goddess like whatever Mm -hmm. feels powerful to me in that way I was literally um (laughs) yes goddessing guys goddessing ing um I was in a yoga class teaching and one day I we were in goddess pose also sometimes called horse pose and I never call it horse pose though I'm like no it's goddess (laughs) pose um it's like a deep wide squat and I was just you know instructing and I was like okay guys Take a deep breath. Stay in your goddess. And then I was like, oh my gosh, that should be a shirt. That's mm. like a quote. Stay in your goddess. Yes. Goddessing. I wear that stay, shirt. Right? Can you make that? <laughs> it's going to be on the journal deck shop. <laughs> Goddessing, a.k.a. stay in your goddess. How will you stay in your goddess today? That's a journal prompt. <laughs> That's going, totally needs to go on one of the cards. <laughs> I love that. I love that. There we go. Awesome. Goddessing. <laughs> I-N-G. Okay. Rapid fire questions. These are really simple, easy, fun, just whatever comes right out. Um, just say it. Okay. Okay. So my favorite form of self-care movement or exercise is? Dancing. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> You've caught me having dance parties in my room Yeah. Before. Yes. <laughs> Dancing. Love it. Uh, okay. My self-care secret weapon is? Sisterhood. Okay, yes, given. All right, ideally bath or shower? Shower, actually. Baths are lovely, but I always am more prone to shower. (laughs) I am so curious about that question because it's like, baths seem so lovely, and yet most people keep saying ideally they would still take a shower. Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's so interesting. I, just, I feel cleaner when I take a shower than when I take a bath. Yeah. I feel like, like cleansed. Yeah. You know? You have to be in a certain mood for a bath. Totally. Agree. Okay. Favorite <laughs> podcast? Um, I love Untame the Wild Soul Woman by Liz Dialto, but I also love my own. It sounds weird to say my own podcast <laughs> is my favorite, but... It kind of is because I get to do that. And that is the Sexy Soulful Success podcast. There you go. Check (laughs) it out. Okay, milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Dark chocolate. 
Got it. <laughs> I think I'm dark chocolate too. I converted. I used to be milk and now I think I'm dark chocolate. I remember that actually about you. Yes. I think I've converted. Converted. I don't know when it happened, but it happened. Dark chocolate convert. Maybe when I moved in with you. <laughs> Maybe. I'm like, oh, I just crave it now. I just, I don't know. It's like, it's, I don't know. To me, dark chocolate is like feminine. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is more sensual. I love it. Isn't it? I love it. Agree. It's richer. Okay. Um, <laughs> as quickly as possible, what's your mm-hmm. self-care regimen? Like, go to. Oh, God. It changes every day. I'd say, like, oh, God. I don't even know how to answer this question. And you said as fast as possible, so I'm <laughs> trying to scramble. I guess my self-care regimen would be, like, shower, <laughs> put on something beautiful, put on some music, and eat something nourishing. Got it. Does that count? Is that, that counts. what you want? Okay. That counts. Okay. <laughs> And lastly, favorite author. Mm. I love, I mean, obviously, Danielle Laporte is a beautiful writer. I also love Marianne Williamson's stuff. And Mm -hmm. I have this book of poetry that's called Stripped, which is beautiful. It's by Kara Alwil-Leyba, L-E-Y-B-A. And it's called Stripped, and it's like poetry for the awakening woman or something like that. And it's just beautiful. So those three I did not. I'm bad at like limiting to one. So. <laughs> I can <Sorry>. tell. <laughs> it's okay. No big <laughs> deal. What, what can I say? I can't limit myself. <laughs> no big deal. Okay, so we've come to the end. I would love to have you share where listeners can find you. And guys, I will definitely tag her on Instagram. So if you search, unless you're already following us on Instagram, is at the journal deck. Uh, definitely follow us to keep up to date since this is like an ongoing process and I have a lot of freebies coming out. Um, plus, with the, you know, eventually the Kickstarter is happening. It's the best way to probably stay in the know. So at the journal deck, and I will definitely be tagging Emily when her episode goes live. So Emily, tell listeners where they can find you and the kind of freebie that they can get if they go to your website. Awesome. Thank you. So you can find me on Instagram at Emily Castle Official, which Alyssa will tag me, I'm sure, in the post when this goes live. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, and it's just facebook.com backslash Emily Castle Official. And you can find me on my podcast, Sexy Soulful Success, on iTunes or on my website, which is emilycastle.com. And if you go to my website, you can sign up to receive a sexy soulful ritual guide straight to your inbox which will give you the first few steps to start creating that vision that I talked about Mm -hmm. um, that really powerful visioning practice that allows your brain to start filling in the gaps between where you are and where you want to be so that you can create results with ease instead of feeling like it's hard or you have to push through or it's intimidating Um, and that'll help you get that practice really set up and a new self-care ritual perhaps woven into your rituals daily perfect (laughs) And guys, Castle is spelled C-A-S-S-E-L. Yes. Just so you all know, it's not like, it sounds like Castle, like magical, but it, which is, you know, it is a very magical. Obviously. (laughs) But it's, yes, it's Emily spelled like normal Emily, like not with an E, like it's not E-M, it's E-M-I-L-Y. It's nothing fancy there, but then Castle, C-A-S-S-E-L, official. Okay, mm-hmm. just wanted to point that out in case we were thinking of like fairy princesses castles because it's an easy <laughs> mistake. <laughs> Thank you. Just for keeping that. it real. Okay. 
All right, guys, that is officially a wrap. Emily, thank you so much for being on this. And thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight brought to you by the Journal Deck, which is coming at you all this spring via Kickstarters. I am so excited about that. (laughs) Cannot wait. With that being said, I am Alyssa Cousins signing off for the Journal Deck. Hey guys, since recording this episode, we have since made it even easier for you to get Emily's free Sexy Soulful Success Ritual Guide. The good news is that if you are listening to this interview, then you have already opened the page that has the link on it, i.e. thejournaldeck.com slash podcast. Simply click the green link labeled Your Free Gift under Emily's episode and you're good to go. And with that, I'll see you next time. Music by Lee Rosevere.